people, we are all the way up and you know what it is. It's another Wednesday, or might I call it Earth Day, with your boys on The Faction. That's right, and I'm not by myself. I have the guy who's been handing it to me in the game on our phones. He's a valedictorian. He's still the greatest. GB. What's up, brother? How are you, man? I'm good, man. How are you? I am good on this Earth Day. You know what's special about Earth Day? Earth Day is one of the many days where Mr. T loves his mother. Why is that? Well, he loves her on Earth Day and Arbor Day and uh, Mother's Day and Valentine's Day and Christmas Day and Thanksgiving Day. He loves Where's- his mama. Where does this come from? (laughs) This comes from his Hall of Fame speech in 2014, where literally they had to pull his coattail like a long-winded preacher in church. Literally, uh, who was it? Was it Kane? Or I think it was Kane who came out and kind of tapped him on the shoulder. I don't know if you've ever seen Vince. No, we haven't. But Kane, well, the only time we've seen Vince during Hall of Fame was he inducted Stone Cold. Yeah, that's the only. But time. other than that, he is he who shall remain nameless. He is, and he—that's a new day call. Him. I hear he may even find people if they keep mentioning him during. Uh, I hear Hall he's of Fame. waiting for you in Gorilla. Yes, so it is. Uh, it is something. But yeah, Mr. T with the super long speech. So when I think about days like Earth Day and Arbor Day, I think it's just one other day. The only day I ever loved my mother is Earth Day. Look, I, I love day. my mother every day. Gosh, if, if you want pure comedy, go back and watch that on the WWE Network. It is hilarious. Absolutely it is. Hilarious. Uh, GB rocking the Shinsuke Nakamura. Yes. You were one of the first people I ever knew who was excited about Shinsuke. Yes, I was very excited and still am excited about Shinsuke. Uh, it is unfortunate how uh, his WWE career has gone. Um, his NXT career was amazing. As Man, remember we saw him here in San Antonio at the Freeman Coliseum. Sure did. It was the night he lost the NXT championship to uh, the glorious Bobby Roode. Yeah, who was another great NXT champion. Absolutely. It's just crazy to see all of these NXT champions and standouts who have gone into uh, Raw or SmackDown and have not stood out. Um, You know, I'd love to see Bobby Roode go back, though. I I I would love him to get the Finn Balor treatment. Let him go back. Absolutely. He'd be treated like a god there, and it would be great. Exactly. It would be great. Hey, I wouldn't be opposed to him going back to Impact, though. Well... I have or could you imagine Bobby Roode? Could you imagine Bobby Roode in NWA? Now, now he he would Woo! he him and Nick Aldis could do a great program, and I think he'd be a great NWA and champion. I think he's the yeah, epitome he, of an NBA he's NWA champion. Built to be an NWA champion. I totally agree with that. Totally, totally agree with that, man. How's your week been? Listen, man. It's uh, you know, we are. Uh, I am in. I celebrate today one month of being quarantined. Wow. I wow. started later than the rest. You did. Because I was still traveling. But today is my one month anniversary of quarantinism. And how you feeling? So about uh uh I miss people. I yeah. miss hugs. Yeah. I miss coffee shops. I miss I miss the casual just day-to-day of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are a lot of things. Uh I, I don't miss traveling yet. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, because, you know, I eat a lot of dinners by myself and yeah. all those things. Yeah. Rent great hotels, but still yeah. random. Yeah. But, man, I, uh, you know, I'm happy to be safe and healthy. Excellent. 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 Well, so no one's making me stay home. I'm choosing to stay home to do my part in making sure that everyone stays healthy. Well, and the state of Texas, I think so far, is still adhering to these you know, stay at home guidelines and things of that nature where everybody's talking about well, what's unlike, happening in Georgia. Yeah. Unlike the, the, the Georgia who, 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 who is acting like they are the, uh, I don't even know what to call them, the Smoky Mountain Wrestling uh, of, uh, of territories here. Well, you know, we can thank the governor, Governor Kemp, who I did not vote for um, because Stacey Abrams as governor would not have allowed this. But um, the one, no, the no, one, no, no. The one thing that's super controversial about this is he did not contact any mayors in the state to tell them. He did not confer yeah. with any of them, and so it's uh, well, it's bad. Our current president stated that he contacted hundreds of governors to check on them hundreds? to make sure. That's what he said. Hundreds of governors. <laughs> The, the only problem with that is there are 50. There'll never be hundreds. More. Yeah. yeah oh hundreds. Oh, there may be. You know, I, I'm still of the belief that California could split. Well, but I, California's but I think we've invested too right much now. into the number 50. Yeah. We've yeah. invested too much into the number 50, Absolutely. which is why we want to let Puerto Rico in. Uh, the, the way the U.S. treats Puerto Rico is a whole that's a whole nother story for another time because Puerto Ricans. We, we should like, one day in in this quarantine street, we should probably start coming up with the best wrestlers that come out of places like a Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. We've got time. We'll, we'll Are there that. any wrestlers from Jamaica where your wife is from? Um, I'm sure they are. There are. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. I mean, when I start thinking about Caribbean wrestlers, you know, uh, one SD Jones comes to mind. Uh, he was from Antigua in the West Indies. Um, and so, oh. yeah, I remember Special Delivery Jones. But I'm, I, I know there were other Jamaican, there were Jamaican wrestlers. He's not Jamaican. He's from Antigua. But I, I just can't place them right now. But um, on, on, a, on a quick search, we only come up with Slick Wagner Brown and Dory Dixon. None of them, any of us, really know anything about. So that's very no. Weird. There was a great match that Dory. No, I'm joking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious! Oh my gosh. Well, we're gonna dig into things. If you guys have been missing our quick hits and all of our great content, the best thing to do is go and check it out uh, exclusively on iTunes, Google Play, and wherever it is that you get your podcasts. We've had a lot of great things, uh, including paying tribute to Howard Finkel and more, which we will do today uh, as well. So lots of great things there. Make sure you're going and checking that out on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. So we got a brand new episode for you today. Courtney, tell them what's up for today's show. Welcome to episode 235 of the faction right here powered by Bonafide Media Group. We're going to kick things off with WWE. There were cutbacks, cuts, and layoffs. Which guys will end up in AEW who will head over to New Japan? Also, Vince McMahon being sued by Oliver Luck. Dark Side of the Ring with Dino Bravo. Did you see it? And we have to talk about the ratings between the current wrestling Territories, that's what I'll call them. But before we do, 
Catch your breath. That's right, Finn Balor's theme song by CFO. You're listening to the Factual on Bonafide Radio. That's radio the way it's supposed to be. This is the Stroke Daddy Ricky Starks, and you know I only do it one way, and that's big. You're not listening to the Faction.
the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Welcome back to your favorite podcast, The Faction, powered by Bonafide Media Group. That's right. Tell your friends, subscribe today. They're missing out on great content. Take a moment, post it, share it, subscribe. And while you're catching your breath, I'm heading back to GB. GB, you got it. Well, you know, it was a uh, monumental week in WWE last week. And in fact, this or time... Or shall we call it monumental? Well, you could call it that too. This time last week, uh, we were getting notice of a uh, big meeting that was going to happen in WWE. And uh, we would find out, of course, that that meeting would involve furloughs, layoffs, etc., etc., etc. By the time it was all done, uh, about 30 to 40 people uh, who were on camera lost their jobs, uh, in addition to a large number of folks behind the scenes, producers, writers, uh, folks in the, the clothing, and, like everywhere. It was uh, called by many Bloody Wednesday. For all that happened last Wednesday and I posed the question to you guys as the fans that we think WWE needed to do that but I want to discuss first of all with you Courtney because I, I like where this could potentially go what did you think of the layoffs last week um, do we think that WWE did the right thing with these budgets uh, with the budget cuts the layoffs the uh, furloughs the decision to have you know different executives take a pay cut did they do the right thing no they didn't do the right thing as a matter of fact i just read a report that vince's bonus was enough to actually cover all of those who were cut Hmm. the bonus he received if he'd given that back Hmm. then that would be willing now i can't control what he can do with his money because he just took a huge loss with the xfl but rumor has it that it did did not uh and we'll talk or, about right, that exactly. That, that it did not grab a hold of his actual finances because he had some insurance policies in place, which is why we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. Others are looking like, why am I out of a job? Mm-hmm. So, GB, I don't know if you have the list readily available in front of you uh, um, of, of, of all the people that were cut. I think we should we should read that to the people okay. before we jump in. Okay. Uh, let me go ahead and grab that because I know that it was okay. uh, quite the list of it, people that were. Uh, it is okay. quite the list. One, Jimmy Cornette has had a lot to say about it. Actually, I got it right here. Okay. Here we go. You ready? Go for it. Uh, those released by WWE. Drake Maverick, Rusev, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, EC3, Leo Rush, Eric Young, Heath Slater. Aiden English, Kurt Angle, Sarah Logan, Referee, Mike Chioda, Eric Rowan, Primo, Epico, Mike Canellis, Maria Canellis, No Way Jose, Deanna Perrazzo. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, backstage, you had Billy Kidman, Mike Rotunda, Dave Finley, Pat Buck, Sean uh, Devari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, Shane Helms, and Lance Storm. Mm-hmm. 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 And uh, in a so you ask what I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say also uh, there were a couple of other names in NXT. One of them being MJ Jenkins, who participated in the May Young Classic, and uh, Josiah Williams, 
um, who was uh, an on-air an on personality for NXT, handled a lot of uh, the uh, social side of things as well. He too was, I've heard either released or furloughed, I've heard both, but um, either way, certainly impacted is accurate. Exactly. So when you look at this, this is you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar and you make an overcorrection. You overcorrect it because your hand was smacked. You were caught with an $18.5 million bribe, which last week we all said we get it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lean into that because it happens. Mm -hmm. In the power structure of America, it happens. Mm -hmm. So whether you like it or not, it's been happening. It's going to happen. This isn't the last time. I'm not harping on that. What I am harping on is this. When AEW came out, you started handing out these contracts like you were MLB. Mm -hmm. This person's getting all this money. That person's getting all this money. Now we're looking at a situation where because you can't get do households and poor Rusev just committed $20,000 to go to guys who aren't traveling. Now, here's what I'll say. I can be a sideline quarterback. I don't know what it's like to look at these numbers. Mm -hmm. I don't have to answer to stockholders. Mm -hmm. I, I, I will agree. I don't know what this pressure is like. Mm -hmm. But I will say the timing of an $18.5 million hand smack and your next day, you do a phone call followed by cuts. I, I, I just think it looks a little crazy. But luckily for us, when all of this is over, there are enough places these wrestlers can now land. It's not like five years ago that a guy would have to go and work in then TNA. And that was all he get in maybe ROH. Now a guy can go to Impact. They can go to the NWA. They can go to ROH. They can go to New Japan. They can go uh they can go other places and they can land in AEW. So there are options out of all of these. The, the one that throws me the most is Mike Kyoto. I mean, how much was Mike Kyoto to the payroll? Yeah, you know, uh, th there are a number of things on here that throw me, um, as I've stated before. Um, first and foremost, uh, if we're just looking at the numbers, they're saving $4 million a month. And that $4 million a month included not just the salaries of everybody we mentioned, but their decision to also put a hold on uh, outbuilding or building out their new corporate headquarters. So that's $48 million for the year. Right. But here's the deal. Okay. You know, um, most of that money was connected to the, uh, the, the building out of the company building. I think what disturbs me the most about all of this is what they said in their press release which is we have substantial financial uh what was it substantial financial support or something to that effect uh to the tune of 500 million dollars that they had available for whatever's going to happen in the coming months and what bothers me is if you have five and yes, I'm with you. I've never had the problems of managing this much money with this much employee, this many employees. But something tells me if I have five hundred million dollars left, I can 
probably keep some of those people, if well, not he, all he, of them. Here's my thought, GB. I'm looking at this roster, mm-hmm. and you mean to tell me that you're willing to keep the Ascension? And you're willing to keep well, Lars Sullivan? The Ascension was already gone. So they're gone. Oh, well, Lars Sullivan, I'm sorry. But Lars Sullivan, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and, and here's the other thing that's kind of crazy. Lars is currently on the roster, G. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's, what's also crazy to me is this. So I want to ask, let me, let me ask this question before I tell you what's crazy. Do you think that we as the general public are overreacting to this considering that this is about the time of year where they would do cuts anyway? Well, you know what? You, you, you've you left us no choice but to overreact because you did this during a pandemic. Correct. You did it not only on a pandemic, you did it the week of the worst documentary to come out about your owner. You did it within seven days of the, the, the XFL folding. You did it the day after you got caught with your hand in the cookie jar. And my God, I mean, do we need to do we 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 is within weeks of WWE WrestleMania, which was creative as all heck, mm-hmm. but wasn't a success. Mm-hmm. Well, you know The I- greatest thing to happen, the greatest thing to happen with Tampa Bay that weekend was that Gronkowski came to town and stayed and is going to stay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what happened at WrestleMania weekend. Gronk got a free trip to Tampa to meet with, with Tom Brady and the Bucks to sign a contract. Yeah. 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 I, you know, I, I'll say this. I think part of what disturbs me about all of this is there are, first of all, for all that was done to deem these people essential employees, for all the hoops that were jumped through, for all the challenges to then turn around and cut people who were actually coming into work. You know, folks like No Way Jose, Sarah Logan, and a few others had actually worked that raw two days before they were fired. Um, the NXT crew ended up working live that night not knowing who of their crew was going to be fired um i understand chris hero the former cassius ono is also gone um you know you 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 got rid of some people who have put time in zach Ryder, yeah who uh is you know you could argue zach Ryder is single-handedly responsible for WWE embracing social media because he was the first yep. one of that crew when WWE was keeping their wrestlers away from social media. He took it to create his internet championship, which ultimately turned into a push for him that led to him being the intercontinental champion at WrestleMania. Um, you look whoa, at guys. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, you know it. You know, you look at guys like Mike Kyoto, a referee with years and years, decades long, but then I don't understand. Why do you get rid of producers like, uh, like, gosh, just go through the list. Billy Kidman, you know, you get rid of uh, Fit Finley, who is single-handedly responsible for the women's evolution. You get rid of so many significant people. Um, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, particularly when this. We understand that there are businesses in this country that had no choice but to lay their people off or to release them because they had no money 
not just no income but no more money you know if you have right it's one thing to not have income but you've got stuff laying on the side it's another thing when you you know your income has gone you know from uh, dropped by 90 percent and you have no income in sight the thing with the wwe is yes they don't have the income from the live events they lost out on a ton of money with WrestleMania. I really want to see the figures. I think if they release the figures of how much they lost at WrestleMania, that might actually win them some support in the court of public opinion. But the problem is when you put on your press release that you have half a billion dollars in funds available to be able to sustain you through this emergency, now I sit back and wonder how necessary was it? Did they have to do some budget cuts? Well, I'm going to guess that they had to because let's face it, they've gone over a month with no live events. That's a lot of revenue they've lost. They've had to return tickets for all of those venues that had been booked. So it's it's a significant loss. We, we can't un, we, we can't, you know, ignore that. But to the tune of this many people losing their jobs, I don't know. Yeah. Not when you have half a but you billion know what? dollars left to you. It's it's the it it it's the 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 world we live in as far as this economic shaped world. Uh as much as I listen, I'd feel bad for the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. But please understand, there those guys can rebound in a few months. Well, but wait, but wait, let's talk about There that, are though. camera workers. Wait, 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 wait. There let's... are camera workers. Go ahead. There are camera workers who are used to being on the road. There are uh, grips, gaffers, audio techs, light techs, truck drivers that have all been a part of the wrestling journey. Hundreds of them are sitting at home and have not worked or collected a check possibly in almost a month and a half. Mm -hmm. Those are the ones that I'm really thinking about in this moment because they, listen, if you're a WWE wrestler, you're possibly making uh, over a hundred thousand a year. Mm-hmm. Your final check will be a decent amount. Now, now probably your bills match that, so it'll last as long as it lasts. These guys who are at home, the camera guy, they they are making a lot of money. They're the ones filing for the unemployment. They're the ones who are looking. They may they may be some of the ones out there marching, saying, "Let us work." Let me dance with death before I dance with losing my home. So uh, I think there's a lot on, uh, you know, at stake. But I'm thinking about all those guys. You know, I hope yeah. that they do something for them. You know, th- th- there are a lot of people impacted. And, and that's the thing that is causing great concern. Because <clears throat> whether it's, you know, certainly whether it's on camera or off camera, you know, we, we say, sure, people can bounce back and hop to another organization but all of those other organizations there's only one of them producing new content weekly and that's AEW and they're doing that from a from an undisclosed location um, they're doing that without an audience so they're not generating money um, they are losing money as well for all of the venues that were booked um, and you know Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. Those were all of the live events that they were doing. 
So outside of uh, T-shirt sales, which clearly don't compare to live event sales, there's a loss there. So the question then becomes, do will these organizations even have money readily available to bring on new talent, uh, whether they are behind the scenes or in front of the scenes? It's not like, you know, folks getting released while everybody's working. New Japan isn't working until May. Uh, Ring of Honors canceled all the way through the end of May. Um, and so a lot of the options that these people had, they may not have anymore. And and for quite some time, yes, you know, so it's 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 a it's a tough moment, which I just wish that WWE and I, I don't want to make a judgment call and say they didn't think about that, but it it just seems it seems preventable it's it's much easier for us as everyday americans to understand the idea that hey we don't have any money versus we have half a billion dollars i would have never put that in the press release never ever ever because the reality is that's super insensitive to the people you released it's insensitive for the people who are trying to understand why you released them because it's one thing I understand the companies that don't have money. You you can't squeeze blood out of a turnip. I also understand that Hey, you, old school. Yeah, right. I also understand that you 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 can't replace the money that you would gain from a live event show. But to have this money sitting available it it just doesn't feel right to me. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, we're going to continue our conversation um, relative to WWE and all that's happening because there's more bad news for Vince McMahon. We're going to get into that. Um, we're also going to talk about kind of what's happening in this pandemic. Um, does WWE and AEW need to do anything to boost their ratings since they're continuing to produce content in a pandemic? We'll talk about that and more, but right now, let's go to some music. Here is, uh, speaking of AEW, the theme song for Le Champion, Chris Jericho. It's his group, Fozzie, and they call this one Judas. This is The Faction, powered by Bonafide Media. Hey, what's up? This is Matt Stryker, and you are listening to The Faction on Bonafide Radio.
the faction. One, two, three. Yo, it's not a faction without the facts, son. Hey, welcome back. This is Courtney. Don't forget, share with your friends the podcast that you love, The Faction. We are back and at it. And if you've missed our quick hits throughout the week, you're real, really missing out because the valedictorian and the founder is giving you the business. Speaking of the business, that was Fozzie, Judas, GB. Let's get it. All right. So there's still plenty to talk about relative to all that's happening Uh in the world of pro wrestling and connected to the world of pro wrestling. So, a couple of very interesting things. I'm not sure if you've heard about this, but apparently, apparently, there was an anonymous WWE employee who appealed John. to the... John! Yeah, we, 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 we will call him John. Last name isn't Murray. Who appealed to the Orange County Board of County Commissioners yesterday to shut down WWE's tapings at the Performance Center over concerns regarding the coronavirus. John Alba broke this story of Spectrum Sports 360 and um, he tweeted a video of the board reading the complaint by a WWE employee identified only as John and the employee said the following quote my employer WWE is forcing me to work the TV tapings for its weekly shows despite home orders for coronavirus. I am unable to speak out as I need this job, and I know I will be fired if I approach my higher-ups. Despite sanitary precautions, we cannot maintain social distancing and have to touch other people. I request the government shut down these tapings and enforce the stay-at-home order so my colleagues and I may follow social distancing rules without fear or repercussion of losing our jobs. Alba also noted that there was no way to confirm that the person who filed the complaint is a WWE employee, though several within the company have privately expressed concerns over WWE continuing to produce the show. Now, of course, part of them being named uh, essential personnel means that they can now uh, resume live tapings, which they did uh, this past week for SmackDown and Raw. What do you think uh, about this anonymous employee? Um, do you think it's legit? And uh, what do you think the uh, Orange County uh, Board of County Commissioners should do about said requests, considering that they are essential personnel? Uh, Courtney? Did you hear the silence? I, I did. I wondered if, if you that could hear is, me or that, not. That is the sound of the deaf ears that it fell on at the WWE headquarters. Now, I'm going to tell you something. There is no proof that is not John Murray. <laughs> Perhaps this is a swerve. And it is one John Murray on his birthday saying the only thing that I want is to call down to Florida and report this is not safe. Mm. GP, we all know it's not safe working conditions. During our break, we were talking about those in your beautiful state of Georgia, the home of one Chris Benoit, the deceased Chris Benoit. Uh, the, the state of Georgia also acting as crazy by putting people in harm's way. 
and allowing people to go back to places where close confines are the only consideration and the ability to do one's job. Well, that sounds like the sport of wrestling because you mean to tell me I'm supposed to stay six feet away, but I am yet locking up, arm barring all those things with somebody yet I'm deemed safe after I just got off of a plane. I've been around my family, no telling who my family's been around, no telling who that person's been around or what delivery people have been to my job or even the flight attendant stewardess have been around. And so with there's no way to detect whether you're sick or not until you're coughing <coughs> and now you're on your deathbed and guys are wrestling. Now, don't get me wrong. As long as they're wrestling, I'm going to watch. I know it's an oxymoron. I know it sounds like I'm two-faced. I know it sounds like I'm double-sided, but sue me, ooh-wee. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that as for the person who called, they actually have a complaint on their hands. I actually could see this WWE live taping being shut down. Listen, man, that 18.5 million is not going to go away. People are going to keep talking about it. And once you get one whistleblower, it's like the Me Too movement. The others are bound to come through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's a really, it's a catch-22. Um, I mean, think about all of the folks we have not seen on WWE television regularly. Um, there are quite a few of them. And it's for, you know, clearly reasonable reasons. Um, And it makes me wonder, this is kind of a good segue, because, of course, AEW and WWE are the only two companies who have decided to continue uh, providing pro wrestling content in front of empty arenas. Um, They've moved from live to taped, some back to live. And the ratings have proven to be rather challenging. For uh, Raw, SmackDown, and AEW. AEW, uh, before this pandemic, was pulling in anywhere between 900,000 to a million viewers a week. And uh, that has dropped these last couple of weeks to about 680,000 or so. Raw and SmackDown last week posted their lowest ratings for SmackDown ever since they hopped onto Fox. Uh, barely getting 2.2 million viewers on Raw last week. They posted the lowest rating in the history of Monday Night Raw. Not just yeah. this year, but it, they did not cross 2 million people last Monday. And I'm still waiting to see about this Monday. The point is, there aren't really a lot of people watching. So here's the question. Um, should they continue to provide content? Do they need to change what they're providing? Or is it best for them to just stop since right now they're not pulling anywhere close to the numbers that they were pulling? And it's not just WWE, it's AEW as well. GB, I think we're dealing with the main fact that we're just missing live crowds. Wrestling is not meant to be shot on a soundstage. And that's basically what's happening. I mean, I'd almost wish for you to fake me out by adding crowd as if you do on a sitcom where you add a laugh track. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, for years, no one realized that it was a laugh track until you told us it was a laugh track. Yeah. And, and can uh, I throw something else in here to, to just mess with you some it. more? Uh, this week's Raw was lower than last week's Raw. So this week's Raw from this past Monday uh, was a brand new low. Last week, it averaged 1.91 million viewers. This week, it posted 1.84 million viewers. So we're creating history in the wrong direction in WWE right now. Well, you know, listen, Vince is always looking to break records. 
So here we go. This is a record breaking moment. It, it's odd to me. It shows you the pace in the case of a year. Last year, they were celebrating celebrating in WWE record breaking finances. Yes. They broke records financially. This year, less than a year later, they're breaking records going in the wrong direction. A lot of what you see from the fans not watching, though, G, is not just there being a lack of a crowd. Some of it is literally a mutiny to the thought of we're not watching this product. You know, it's interesting. So, Go ahead. Go ahead. So with that being said, I'm just looking at it like, you know, I, I would rather that they just point us to the network not keep giving us a weekly product. And sadly, I feel the same about AEW. Mm-hmm. Don't give us a weekly product. We, listen, we all understand. I, I love the fact that the NBA is not trying to fill their TNT slot or their ESPN slot with fabricated games that look like a, 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 a you, you know high school wreck. Yeah, yeah. Guys, we're all in the same. None of us have our usual. Yeah. So don't try to provide us with what looks like our usual, calling it our usual. Let's just take a time out. Let's rest. You know what they missed? They missed a great moment for wrestlers to rehab. I agree. That's what they missed. Wrestlers could have rehabbed. Wrestlers could have gotten some rest. Wrestlers could have gone home and spent time with their families. Wrestlers could have gotten better shape. They all could have come back in WrestleMania shape. You really missed a moment. You could have had a big blowout. You could have had a, 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 what was it, when the NWA, AWA, everybody came together for, for the clash, not the clash of champions, but super clash. Uh, what was it? A su- you could have had a super clash. But nope, you missed it. You failed. So, so I, I think, again, we have a couple of warring factions here. There is, okay, we want to provide entertainment to the fans. But the flip side to it is um, you need to provide something that they're going to want to watch. And I just remembered that very first week when there were no fans, seeing comments from people on social media saying, I can't watch this. It looks like practice. I can't watch this without fans. And I think that, you know, WWE certainly did their best to say, hey, you know what? We want to provide you with some sort of content, with something different. You know, you need an escape from all that you're dealing with. But the problem is when we look at this, it's not an escape. It's not doing for us. You know, this week, I'll tell you something that I've probably not said before. This week was the first week that I didn't feel to watch Raw from the beginning and so Uh. I ended up I had an interview that I recorded and then after that uh, I tuned into the real battle Teddy Riley versus Babyface and I was watching that live and and a great battle preliminary card of the preliminary card on that of the over 55s against uh, against technology was a good fight too (laughs) it was and technology wins always um, but you know, when it was over and I didn't tune in to raw until like 10 o'clock and realized I hadn't missed much of anything, that was never the way Monday night raw used to be, but it is very, Listen. very hard to create, you know, and I mean, think about it, think about sports, any other sport, NBA, NFL, you know, 
so much of it is crowd driven and you expect for the crowd to erupt when a certain thing happens when it doesn't happen it takes something out of it for you as a viewer and so wwe and, and and aew and i say and aew because the caliber of what aew has been presenting has dramatically dropped since this pandemic and since the decision not to do live shows last week's uh show yeah. was horrible and it was horrible because you had so much tape content and then of all things they gave us that title match which when you saw it was in the daily place in jacksonville you knew it was weeks old and you had yeah. JR on commentary. We know JR isn't traveling live because he's in the at-risk category. So, so it's just like a, just a mistake, a mistake all the way around. And let me tell you what else is getting bad. You know, AEW Dark used to be a full-hour show. AEW Dark now has dropped to a twenty-minute show, and that's not an exaggeration. Which means, again, they all should just stop. Yeah. They all should just stop. And I don't know. I don't know what the what the cost is in terms of how it's impacted their contract. I'm sure the NBA had a breach in their contract when they could because you know right now the playoffs should be happening. I'm sure the NCAA had a breach in yes, their contract should. with CBS with March Madness. But the bottom line is we're just gonna have to eat that. And I don't know Gotta if eat it. AEW or WWE was in position to do that. But to get what we're getting now, we're not going to remember any of this in terms of great, great stuff we're going to recap in terms of which is why we haven't done a raw recap. Because it's like, what is there to the, recap? The, the, <laughs> there, there's nothing on earth worth recapping. Nothing. And the NBA announced today that they will finish their season. They're just trying to figure out the best way to get it done. And wow. I'll shout out to the NBA for figuring that out. Yeah. And you know what's gonna happen? People are going to absolutely flood the NBA when that opportunity comes because it's like we haven't seen this for a while. Now that it's safe to watch, we're going to watch and we're going to support and it's going to be amazing. So with that exactly. said, so, so that we'll said, see what happens. We sure will. When we, We're going to take a break. When we come back, we've got to talk about this lawsuit that Vince McMahon has gotten himself in because it's a wee bit controversial. And then we'll get into uh, this whole money in the bank concept. WWE, is it creative or is it a crisis? We'll talk about that. But right now, let's go to some music. Uh, money in the bank. Money they in the said bank. they don't have any money in the bank. Oh, um, I mean, just a slap in the face of the people. <laughs> we'll get into that. Here's music uh, for the theme song for the EST of all of WWE. Bianca Belair's theme song is coming from CFO. It's called Watch Me Shine. This is The Faction, powered by Bonnerfide Media. I got a lot left in the tank. What's up, guys? This is Mark here in the World's Strongest Man, and you're tuned in to The Faction. I'm on my own, against the wall. The pressure's building, but no, I will never fall. Instead of crying, they hear me roar. And now I see that I'm way better than before. I never needed you at all. Think I fall down? I'ma watch you fall down. I'm living large now. Do it all. 
Without the facts, son. 
Welcome back to the Faction powered by Bonafide Radio. Are you following us on Instagram? Because you need to be at the Faction Show. Keep up with the latest and greatest. And guess who's heading the league on breaking wrestling news? That's right, your boys on the Faction. That was Watch Me Shine, Bianca Belair on CFO. GB, let's get it. All right. So uh, the news continues for Vince McMahon. We talked about how difficult of a week it was last week. And uh, the hits just keep on coming. Of course, we know that the XFL uh, chose to end the season because of the pandemic. And then three days later, filed for bankruptcy. And the former commissioner, Oliver Luck, is now suing WWE chairman Vince McMahon uh, and has filed a wrongful termination lawsuit. So when the XFL ended... Um, It was because of the pandemic, but there was an initial expectation that it would return in 2021. However, the league suspended operations um, and then filed, of course, Chapter 11 bankruptcy three days later. Now, according to uh, Lux lawyer Daniel Kaplan, the language in the lawsuit indicates that McMahon may have fired fired Luck for cause. It says, quote, Mr. Luck wholly disputes and rejects the allegations set forth in the termination letter and contends that they are pretextual and devoid of merit. And so placing any blame on Luck for the XFL's rapid demise would seemingly be unfair unless there's more information that we don't know anything about. And certainly uh, the XFL's ratings and the like were much, much better than they were during their first run in 2001. So from what I understand, uh, the specific damages sought by Oliver Luck are unknown and the contract details in the lawsuit have been redacted. But uh, he was slated to earn at least $20 million from his contract and his payout could have exceeded $30 million based on incentives. So here's the question. Do you think that um, that this is a lawsuit that's going to go anywhere or will this just kind of be deemed frivolous? Let's bring the people up to speed on who Oliver Luck is. Oliver Luck is no slouch. The West Virginia University former standout player played quarterback there, but he also went on to head the collegiate uh, division league there. He's also the former head of the World League of American Football, which is actually the NFL Europe that was owned there. He went after there to work for the NFL as the vice president of business development and president and CEO, as I stated, of NFL Europe. Now, with all of that under his belt, he's also the father of one Andrew Luck, former cornerback of the Indianapolis Colts. What I'm trying to get to you is this. He is no slouch when it comes to big business football and being around the brand of football. Vince McMahon could not have hired a better person. So to fire someone who has such a history Mm -hmm. dealing with the business of football Let me repeat this one more time for those of you who are too stupid to understand. This man, NFL business vice president, I say the word, business vice president, he read every piece of paper. Mm -hmm. He knows what's on that contract. If he files a lawsuit, it's not popping circumstance. It's because he knows what Vince McMahon does not know. Mm -hmm. Oliver Luck is about to get paid. Vinny Mac. You have failed at XFL. You have failed at XFL again. 
you have failed at the bodybuilding championship. Here's the problem, Vince McMahon, is that if you had just closed the league, mm-hmm. furloughed the people, right? we would not be saying that this is a failure. Right. But right. you didn't furlough Vince. You gave those words that you and your friend on Pennsylvania Avenue love so much. You're fired. And now there are two words for you. You're sued. Mm-hmm. There are two words in Florida. You're caught. And Oliver Luck says, you're sued. Vince McMahon, when will you ever learn? You just cannot not do that. So one Oliver Luck has filed a wrongful termination suit against you. And I believe he's going to win it. I believe They'll settle out. Of, yeah. They won't go to court. It'll become too costly. Mm-hmm. But my God, Vince, when will you just give up? Go to Connecticut and sit and drink mojitos with Pat Patterson. You, you know, this is all of these things happening in the last, you know, uh, 10 to 14 days is a lot. And, you know, you just kind of, you know, Vince has not made a statement on any of this stuff. But you have to wonder, like, how is this impacting him? Because this is a series of bad decisions. And I'll say this, too. You know, part of the challenge with, you know, being who he is in the wrestling world is figuring that it will translate to other worlds. And it doesn't. Vince is just a fan of football, but Vince doesn't know football like Oliver Luck does. And so. No, see, Vince's problem is Vince wants to be Robert Kraft. He wants to be taken seriously. Vince wants to go down in the likes of a Robert Kraft, mm-hmm. a Jack Kent Cook who owned the Redskins and the Lakers at one time, and also the very beloved Dr. Jerry Buss. And also, let's not forget uh, uh, Jerry uh, uh, Jones my friend well. from the Yankees, J- Jerry Jones of, of the Cowboys, George uh, Steinbrenner, Steinbrenner mm-hmm. from the Yankees. Mm-hmm. He wants to be in the upper echelon. He wants to be in that 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 Mount Rushmore of owners. Yeah. So he knows by doing it in in wrestling, he's nothing more than what people would consider a glorified Barnum and Bailey. So as opposed to just saying, I have more money than most, he says, no, I want to get into their world and defeat them. And every time he gets into that world, he fails. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. It's really, really crazy. So we'll see what happens. Best of luck, certainly to Oliver Luck on this one, because, yeah, that's uh, and, and, you know, you talk about jobs that people can just go back and get. You just can't randomly go out and get this type of position um anymore so it's gonna be crazy um so bef- did, did, did you state that he was scheduled to make between 20 and 25 million over five years yes he wants his money he, and he, he should, made plans and he should get his money exactly so you know it, it's 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 really crazy really crazy um so let's do this let's uh since we're talking so much about money uh, WWE's next pay-per-view is Money in the Bank, which I don't know about the wisdom of the sensitivity of Money in the Bank after you fired so many folks because you apparently are losing money from the bank. Be that as it may, Money in the Bank we knew uh, was not going to happen at the Royal Farms Arena in Baltimore as initially planned, so all the money has been returned for that. Again, that's money lost. We naturally assumed that it would be taking place at the Performance Center. But then we found out, uh, as they were calling the Money in the Bank matches the most unique Money in the Bank matches in history, I thought that was just to say that it's going to be in the Performance Center. But no, 
The Money in the Bank ladder matches specifically will be held at WWE's corporate headquarters in Stamford, Connecticut. And both the men and the women will battle from the ground floor all the way to the roof of the building where there will be the Money in the Bank contract inside of the ring where you have to climb the ladder and get the briefcase at the top of the roof. Is this one of the most creative things that WWE has come up with? Or does it just show that perhaps their creativity is in crisis? What do you think about these very unique Money in the Bank ladder matches which are scheduled to take place in a couple of weeks? No, no, I got a backpedal. This is brilliant. Okay. I, 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 I saw the set the stage design for it. Have you seen it, Jimmy? I think I have with the ring at the top the, of the building. The ring at the top. The ladder inside. The money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Now, now th- th- this is pseudo being called climb the corporate ladder. It is. The only thing that I'll give them tension for is not calling it climb the corporate ladder. Hmm. Uh, money in the bank could seem... Uh, ill-timed, yeah. but it is what it is. I think it's dumb that they didn't change the name. Mm-hmm. But then again, I could just be an old fuddy-duddy, which I don't think I'm an old fuddy-duddy. <laughs> I think I'm a person looking at it saying, uh, what poor timing. Yeah. But this whole idea of starting at the bottom, now we're here, if they don't use that as a theme song right. from Drake, pay the money and get it from Drake. It yeah. is it is worth having. Yeah. But this idea they're going to fight through the ranks of the WWE. I, I, I mean, bring back Austin. Bring back Rock. Bring back Mick Foley because they would kill this. Where's Clack when you need him? Right. Listen, I, I, I'm, 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 I, GB, we may argue over this. The current guys don't know the goal they have. Well, we don't know that yet. Well, they got it because I'm drooling at the thought of what Rock I'm drooling at the thought of what now you now you know what current star would kill in this moment? Who? One Orange Cassidy. <laughs> Opening that elevator door and Cassidy's on that elevator with his hands in his pocket and super kicks you from here to Juvember. <laughs> so here's all I want to say about this. I think it's a great uh use of an idea. It feels like it has Triple H written on it. Uh, I'm excited to see what they do. I said I wasn't going to watch. I'm probably going to watch because I want to see what happens. And them fighting from the bottom to the top, man, that's whoo. What they should have done is actually had each wrestler uh, say that when I win, I'll donate a profit to a charity. That'll make it even better. Yeah. You know, um, them wrestling at the top of the corporate building is not foreign. Um, If you go back again to the 90s, yeah, the 90s, they were doing, you know, shoots for Raw at the top of the corporate building. If you go back to some of the intros for Monday Night Raw, they were shot at the top of the corporate building. But there's a difference between shooting for commercials and an actual match. Now, I'm going to say this. We have given WWE a hard time. Um, just because from a content perspective, they're not necessarily giving us all that we've wanted. But WrestleMania and the pandemic, I know you said it only produced one good thing. But as your background tells us, it produced more than one good thing. It produced us the Firefly Funhouse match, which you're currently sitting in. Unfortunately, they can't see that. Um, and it also produced the Boneyard match. Two matches that we're still talking about because it showcased the WWE's creativity. 
in this moment there are moments and uh, of creativity that I think are happening. This idea of climbing the corporate ladder initially sounded hokey to me. But as you think about it, the possibilities with this are endless, right? So we yeah. already know it's not going to be a normal ladder match. I mean, you've got to get to the top of the building. So that means you're going to perhaps take the stairs or you're going to take the elevator or who knows what you're going to do. And there are going to be some things in the way. So it becomes more of like an obstacle course of sorts. It makes me think of, um, uh, to some degree, they called it the King of the Mountain match in uh, Impact or TNA, where it was a they called it, it was like a reverse ladder match, where it was five guys who no. fight for the NWA title, and the goal was to hang the title back up instead of taking it down. And if you lost the fall, you'd be in a penalty box. I think when you get opportunities <laughs> to be creative in wrestling i think it has great potential and i think this is one of those things that feels honestly it feels more like um back in the day i'm dating myself on this when they used to have battle of the stars um where the guys you know sports figures would you know take these obstacle courses you know it feels a bit like american gladiator or currently now it would feel kind of like uh you know uh, uh american ninja warrior it feels like that which is certainly athletic and it's a great battle and there's great creativity i think they have a lot of potential um will this be like a cinematic kind of match possibly um, but I mean, reality is already suspended from the idea that we know you're just not going to be in a ring on the first floor. You got to get to the top floor. So got to get to the top floor. You got to get to the top floor where there's a ring. So th this has amazing potential to it. Um, I want to see what they do with it. And when you look at the people that are qualifying, you wonder what they can do with it. I'm certainly not excited about a Dana Brooke being involved. But um, who knows? It's going to be unpredictable. She could win it for all we know. Um, so I don't know. Definitely going to be unpredictable. Very unpredictable. So it'll go down in May, and we'll be looking out uh, to check it out. Um, before we It's going to be May. Yeah. Uh, before we go, uh, there is the whole dark side of the ring, which we usually recap. I don't know if I'm going to take a lot of time to recap it today. Uh, <laughs> um, but I will say always wanted my picture with Jr. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I think I have a picture. I do have a picture. With, oh, I was gonna say I have a picture with Jr. That's my picture. Well, not anymore. <laughs> I have a picture with you. I am Malcolm X. I have a picture I with Jr. Malcolm X. So I'll tell you what we'll do. We will, uh, we will curtail our conversation about Dark Side of the Ring um, till another time. Um, because it's it's going to be a discussion that I think is very interesting. Dino Bravo's story was... This, Go ahead. This gives me time to catch up. Uh, I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I remember Dino Bravo blonde hair WWF then. Yes, yes. Uh, I, 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 that, was, that was towards the latter part of his career, am I correct? It was. It was definitely toward the end of his career. Um, yeah. He had quite the career. It, I remember when he had the black hair. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, think I think it was was great. I only remember the 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 blonde hair, yeah. uh, but something else. As we're discussing Dark Side of the Ring, mm -hmm. I will also say shout out to Ric Flair who gave a very good interview with Stone Cold. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He did. It, and uh, Stone Cold is such a great one. He, he can interview well. Kept Rick on 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 task. And when you think about the you know Bravos of the world, there's so many names that go unnoticed. That guys that see, I'm happy for Dark Side of the Ring because of guys getting their names mentioned again. Yeah, I agree. And it, it, it's really, 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 really good. And even to hear Flair talk about how over one Ricky Morton was, I don't know if you guys realize how over he was in, in New York, uh, if the, the Rock and Roll Express. They were they were a shell of themselves in WWF. Oh, totally. But just to hear those names again were great. It's really, really good stuff. So, guys, check out Dark Side of the Ring. It is available uh, on the Vice app right now. Also on their Shut YouTube up, page. Vice. Vice is killing it. And uh, I think... I think next week is Dr. D. David Schultz. I need to just confirm that. I, Somebody you know, get let me let me just say this. I don't think people realize just uh, the the significance of Dr. D. David Schultz in the world of pro wrestling because Man. really, Dr. D. David Schultz kind of is the guy who, after this whole 2020 special that happened. Um, really revealed some serious stuff uh, relative to the world of pro wrestling that most people didn't know. So this is all going to be very, very interesting to see how all of this plays out. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So definitely we can have conversations about that and a whole lot more. So uh, be on the lookout for it but uh good stuff dark side of the ring make sure you're checking that out um again it's available on vice right now all right we're gonna get out of here i hope you guys have enjoyed it for everything we did not cover we've got quick hits coming uh, all throughout the week that you guys can check out and uh we'll definitely have some say on those things here's how you could reach out to us by way of social media courtney at i am courtney beard on instagram courtney Beard on facebook i want to talk to you hey terry funk we're praying for you Oh, no, that scares me. What's wrong with Terry Funk? Well, you know, they're saying that Terry's in grave condition. And, uh, you know, again, here's another one. People know him as Chainsaw Charlie. But, man, Funk was a worker. Oh, gosh. I... I just don't want anything to happen to Terry Funk. But let's be fair. Terry Funk has Terry lived. Funk is, you let the Grim Reaper come for Funk. Funk's going to fight. Oh, he as he should. As he should. <laughs> Uh, of course, you can reach me at Bonnerfied, and you can reach us here at The Faction Show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All right, we're going to get out of here again. I hope that you guys are doing well and that you're enjoying the show. And until next time, it's your man GB, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack. We call this The Faction. Uh-huh.